This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome back to the debrief on the Blood Red channel. I'm your host, Edward Kay, and I'm joined today by the Echo's very own Theo Squires, as we're going to review Liverpool's 3-0 loss to Liga inside Arce Strasbourg tonight. Uh, and we're also going to talk a bit about how the pre-season's gone as a whole. Theo, I'm going to bring you straight in. How do you think that um, a fairly inexperienced side that was named by Klopp after the obviously the um, Community Shields victory yesterday over Manchester City, not many first-team stars to be seen, how do you think that sort of fairly inexperienced side managed to cope with conceding three relatively early goals? Uh, it's a, a difficult night for the young side. And I suppose it's one where they arranged this friendly they would never have thought they would have to name such an experienced team. Like you think you'd have had Simicas in there, Ramsey in there, Oxlade Chamberlain in there, maybe Jota in there. Um, got one of the goalkeepers as well, but they've had the injuries in pre season and it's presented these opportunities to the youngsters. And really, it's the inexperience that has cost them to concede three goals. It's like defensive errors. But aside from that, they've done a pretty decent job, like Strasbourg. They're not like an elite French side, like a PSG or anything, but they're still a side that will be taking points off some of the top teams that will be challenging for Europe if they have a really good season. And it's a big physical team. They've got two massive strikers. It's going to be a tough test for any teenager. And despite the defensive areas, Liverpool cope with them reasonably well in phases. They got a lot better after the half-time interval, created chances of their own. But you look at the side, so only three players who weren't teenagers, many of them making their first senior appearances with the team. And it's one where there isn't even much experience on the bench to come on and help them out in reserve. It was just about getting minutes in their legs, giving them that experience, um, getting uh, sampling that Anfield crowd for the first time. I'm sure Klopp would have preferred a few more senior players available for it. But when you play in a Man City and Infinity Shield, this this is what's left. It wasn't like last season where it was two friendlies back to back and he could do half and half. You're going to have to go strong against Man City and then see what you can do. Uh, so, some will say, what's the point of the game? At the end of the day, when you have those injuries, there isn't much left to put into it. But they've had it arranged. You might as well play it. you still got to see uh, 90 minutes from Fabio Carvalho. Harvey Elliott put on a good show, considering it was uh, feeding off scraps for the majority. Joe Gomez, 90 minutes at centre-back. Well, 90 minutes, you've got a bit right-back as well. There, there are positives there. It's just a very strange game to be uh, summing up when you look at the number of youngsters in that side. And you think this is a Jurgen Klopp first team? Yeah, obviously not the uh, the star of the lineup we're used to and what we might have seen yesterday. But it, given it was a fairly sort of lacklustre end to the preseason, were there any standout performers in there in and amongst for you? Did anyone maybe that you were looking forward to watching who you've not seen much of before? Was was there anyone like that? Uh, I think the obvious ones you want to look out for are Elliot and Carvalho. They, they linked up well. Like we know they've got their relationship from when they were at Fulham together, and you could see they're on the same wavelength. They're getting forward well. And it's going to be tough when you don't have, say, a focal point like Darwin Nunes to play off or Mohamed Salah to look for as an outball. But they still did little bits between them, had a couple of chances. Uh, Stefan Pesetic, he, he did well. Again, is the number six. He's only, what, 17. He's had a really impressive preseason. Um wouldn't have any issues with him stepping in as a, a number six in the cup games this season like Tyler Morton did last year and then I suppose it's um, those, those attacking players as well like the fans they were wanting to see Musilowski come off the bench to get that first senior experience he had, he had one run at goal for Andorf. it was a bit t- difficult for him at times it was a very 
physical backline for him to run up against, but he was still trying and working hard. But yeah, it's just it's those Fulham is really Elliot and Carvalho, not really players we don't know anything about. We've been watching them for a long time with it. Elliot, um, Liverpool for the last few years, or Carvalho since we knew he was coming pretty much in January. Uh, we know what they can do, and they're showing those glimpses, and they're showing these glimpses when you're <laughs> more senior players on the side than you expect them to be. Imagine what they can do with the A-listers around them. That's why Jürgen Klopp has name-dropped them so many times as being players to look out for in Liverpool's future. Yeah, it's been an impressive pre-season from Harvey Elliott and Carvalho, and I did just want to touch on those two in particular, as well as maybe by Setic, who's maybe been the surprise package this pre-season. I think a lot of people didn't weren't really expecting as much from him. So, I think with... You know, Carvalho and Elliot, do you think they've done enough to sort of merit a, a a position in the first team this season? Like, Do you think they're going to be pushing for that? Oh, did you catch me there? Yeah. You've cut out there, Ed. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, um, do you think uh, Elliot and Carvalho and maybe Bicetic as well have, have done enough to be sort of forcing their way into that first team picture for next, next season? Um, I'd say Elliot and Carvalho, they're already in the first team picture. Uh, they've done enough to... Elliot, don't forget, he was first choice in that midfield this time last year after having such a good pre-season. And it was only a reason why he can't get into that start in 11 in the weeks ahead. Carvalho, a little bit longer. That's what you expect for... Uh, It'll take him 17. He's not going to be properly for Fabinho in these big games anytime soon. But he'll play in the League Cup. He'll play in the FA Cup. He'll get those first uh, tastes of senior football. And then you see where he goes from there. It's like Elliot and Cavalier. Those are the ones to look out for. Those are the two that have had full seasons in the Championship. They've had these tastes. Now they're having these tastes with Liverpool. Elliot, he's further ahead than we think just because he missed so much football last year with that injury. And then he had the adrenaline when he came back from the ankle injury. He said so well against like Cardiff, for example, when he scored in his home comeback game. And then Jurgen Klopp took him up the limelight. He, he wasn't the player for the run-in last year because they knew he's a long-term prospect. Make sure he gets it right in pre-season, gets it right so he's fully fit again and he could go fire in this year. Like he starts the season further down the pecking order because all Jurgen Klopp, you always go for the experienced options that you know at the start of the season. But in an ideal world, you want him pushing to be in that starting level come May. You want Joe Gomez or Canate to be ahead of Matip in the pecking order come May because it's all about moving forward. It's about the project. You don't want your players who are the wrong side of 30 to be the long-term ones. You want the younger ones to step in. And we all know the talent Harvey Elliott has. We expect him to be knocking on this door sooner rather than later and as good as like a Jordan Henderson and Abby Keita have been. If Elliott lives up to that potential, he will take their place. Like That is how talented he is. Carvalho, like I said, it's just about embedding in this season. Gets a few goals in the Cups, takes um, Minamino's role or Origi's role, shows us what he can do, makes that transition from Championship to Premier League, and that's another exciting player there. Um, but we already know this. It's nothing new from the two of them. Uh, it's just more of what we want to see from them. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. You touched on uh, Canate just there and uh, looking in the chat box, there's a few people showing a bit of concern. Do you think it's uh, anything needs to be worried about in particular? Will, will Klopp be worried about that for the first week or do you think it'll be the standard matter for Van Dijk anyway and maybe Gomez might have to fill in on the bench? 
Um, well, Gomez is going to be on the bench anyway, so we've got the, the four centre-back options there. It might mean, say, Nat Phillips has to delay any potential exit for a, a couple of weeks longer. Um, Canate, the positive sign was he got to his feet. He carried on for a little bit, but then he did go back to the four and Vandenberg came on his place. It was a heavy blow to the knee. You just got to hope that it's not anything serious like ACL or ligament. Not, not saying there is no leaping here, that he's going to be out for six months or a year like we saw with Van Dijk. Obviously, you're going to have that anxiety when a defender goes down because they've been scarred from that experience uh, a couple of years ago. But they've got four very good centre-backs as a collective. It's probably the best quartet in the Premier League. Like Virgil van Dijk is your obvious first-choice centre-back. But you've got no issue of any of the other three stepping in and partnering him. They've all got so many qualities and they can do the job. Um, for most of pre-season, I'd have thought Canato was ahead of Matip in the second order. But what we've seen the last, well, this weekend suggest that maybe Matic would have been getting the nod for the uh, Fulham game anyway. They'd have been starting with this experience. That's why Canate was playing today rather than yesterday. And it will be a blow if he has picked up a knock and he's got a miss some time. We'll wait and see. Well, I'm sure they'll do, um, uh, what, uh, do a scan on it, see if it's swollen or anything like that. And then we're not heard from Jurgen Klopp yet. There's no press conference today, so we're not planning to hear from him until later in the week. So he's got plenty of time to have a look at it behind the scenes and then see how it lies. But even if he is a layoff, they've still got Joe Gomez there. They've still got uh, Joel Matip there. Still got Nat Phillips, who's done so well for him in the first team before. They've still got Seth Vandenberg, who's not gone out on loan yet. He's had a good 18 months with Preston North End. They've got options to make up the numbers. They might not be world-class players like Virgil van Dijk um, or Canate himself with that potential, but they've still got the depth there. So, yeah... Um, It'll be a blow, but they've got the depth there. They've always got the depth there. That's why they signed Canate, and that's why they kept Gomez and all this in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, moving on to sort of pre-season as a whole, been a sort of a bit of a mixed bag. Obviously, didn't start the best with uh, that loss to United, and it's not ended the best. But in and amongst, what have, what have you thought of uh, you know the new faces we've seen? So obviously the new boys, Nunes, Carvalho. Did you sort of sum up your thoughts after this pre-season? Um. They've done what you'd want to see from him, really. Like Nunes has got his first goal, hasn't he? He's got that four-goal haul against Leipzig. Even when um, you had the opposition fans doing these compilations of him saying he'd started poorly, he's still creating chances. You want to see your strikers creating lots of chances. They're not going to score every single one of them. But when they hit for him, they score goals. He was in the right place at the right time yesterday to get his goal. He won the penalty. There's uh, enough positive signs there to show that he can make an impact. And he's in this unique position of... He doesn't need to come in and be a 35-40 goal season striker straight away. He can bed in because he's got Mane there to... Um, Mane, he's got Salah there, sorry, to share the workload. And Carvalho, he's shown his talent. He's shown his potential. Um, he's shown why Liverpool fans are so excited for him in the first place. And he's another one you can bed in. Obviously, we're not seeing Calvin Ramsey yet. But so far, it looks like it's a, a decent summer for Liverpool. Looking ahead now, obviously, first game back is at Craven Cottage against Fulham next weekend. How much are you looking forward to the return of Premier League football? Uh, yeah, looking forward to it, always do. They nearly went for a quadruple last year. Uh, see if they can go for a title defence. Now, uh, go for the title this year. If uh, yesterday was a sign of things to come, it should be a, a good battle against Man City again. Nice one, Theo. Well, I think that's just about enough for us uh, on the debrief tonight. Uh, from myself and Theo Squires, it's uh, goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.